This is Fair Talk presented by the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Don't forget to follow the Northern Wisconsin State Fair on all of the socials for details on the upcoming fair as well as as all of the great events they have going on here at the fairgrounds. I'm Scott, joined by the executive director, Rusty Volk. Rusty, how's it going? It's going awesome. What a great day we got going here today, Scott. Beautiful day to be talking to you about our fair talk at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Lots of great conversations that we have on this series. You can go back and listen to more about Rusty himself on a previous episode. We've got great upcoming episodes, too, with some of the junior fair ambassadors, and we're going to meet even more people over the next several months associated with not only the the fairgrounds and the fair, but other events. But but you know what? Let's you know we can talk all about the other events, and they're all great events, and we will. Mm-hmm. But what it all boils down to, what gives this fairgrounds its name, is the fair. And you've got the 2023 installment coming up in just a, a little while from when we record this, but in early July. And I know it's something that no doubt is seared into your mind, Rusty, and all of the <laughs> staff members here. What is going on at the fair? And as we near the fair, you want to make sure everybody else knows everything that's going on, some of the changes, maybe even more importantly, what is staying the same, and the feedback and all that stuff. Well, thanks, Scott. There's a lot going on for the fair. There always has been over the last many years in that regards. So one thing that I can start off with is the fair here at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair has been growing for the last five years, at least six years in reality. Uh, COVID took a shot for everybody, but what it did in 2020, we did not have one, but 2021, it was humongous. Everybody came. They were so glad the fair was back. So the 2023 Northern Wisconsin State Fair will be our 125th edition of the fair. So we have lots of, uh, shall we say, it's going to be totally different. This particular fair, when you come this year, you're going to go, oh, my Lord, it looks so different. And it will be. We've basically changed about 50% of the entire venue since last year. And you're going to see so many changes at this fair that uh, it's really going to shake your tree in some ways or another. Uh, it's, it's exciting to see. We've uh, invested a lot of money into it, and we've elevated our concert series as well as our free entertainment that we're having this year. So it's a celebration, 125 years, 125th celebration. So you need to come out. That's July 12th through the 16th. So come on out. It's going to be fun. You're, you won't believe the changes. Honestly, you won't. Well, I want to get to the changes, but before we get to the changes, a lot of times everybody wants to talk about the changes, but yeah. then they, they forget about uh, you know, what's staying the same sometimes. So, so what is staying the same? What, uh, you know, somebody's sitting there going, oh, there's all these changes, but I hope they didn't do X, Y, Z, or, or this, or this thing that I've been so used to for all these years. So I know on a previous episode you've talked about the fact that, don't worry, the fried food isn't going anywhere. Uh, but what other sort of things... <laughs> people have been used to coming out and seeing, and it, it, it's not going anywhere. Exactly. Absolutely. So what you'll find is the, the staples are going to be here. 
you know, our food stands with the Kiwanas, the Lions, the Optimists, the Holy Ghost food stands, our local nonprofits, and our professional food purveyors will all be here again. The corn dog's going to be here. You know, Tom Thumbs, mini donuts are going to be here. You're going to enjoy that. The Lions are going to have their Intimidator here, and you're going to have the best Olsen's ice cream in the world here at the Kiwanis Club. And, uh, of course, the uh, Optimists got the best French uh, cheese curds in the, in the world. So those are staples that you're going to have. Uh, other staples that you're definitely going to have are very popular, your pig races, your goat races, your duck races. The WEAU front porch free stage is loaded with free entertainment all week long. Uh, the carnival, we are so fortunate to be teamed up with North American Midway Entertainment, which is the largest mobile carnival operator in the United States. They have, I believe, six different units out there right now throughout the United States. And I can honestly say they're the most professional, the cleanest, and best working group that, we've ever, that I've ever worked with. They are so good. Uh, they actually uh, screen their workers, and they're clean, and they keep the grounds clean. And I think that's really what people enjoy. We will have a couple of new rides, but the traditional old ones will definitely be there. I don't know if people realize, we have one of the largest Ferris wheels uh, that are really roaming around other than the huge ones at the State Fair in Minneapolis or West Allis, but that's actually the same uh, Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel we have here comes, uh, uh, typically comes in a little bit early, which is good, they can set it up. But about 19, I'm gonna, or eight, 2000, excuse me, about 2014, North American Midway spent a million dollars just updating the lights on it for LED lightings. So that's the light show in itself. So over the years, that's always been a huge attraction. Uh, the Ferris wheel, the, uh, those rides are always going to be here. The games, they're here. The staple of everything being the agricultural shows, the cattle shows, the hog shows, the swine shows, the sheep shows. Those are basically all the same. That's what people come to see is those animal exhibitions and how those youth have raised and trained those animals. That's a staple. That's going to be here. They'll be in different facilities. They'll be in much better, cleaner facilities to aid our customers. So that's a good thing. Um, the petting zoo, the pony rides, that's all here the same. The beer, dang right. Line Cool's beer is going to be here, no problem. The artistry, the main stage, that's going to be an awesome lineup. I, I want to pause because this, this <coughs> the top jumped into my head. And again, people yeah. will get this, I think, in the course of a lot of the conversations we have the the agricultural base yeah. of this and and while you know th this this whole region somebody you know you drive five minutes you're you're out in farmland but there's still a number of people like me that are, grew up in a in a big city and i, I live in live in eau claire and uh, you know my, my you know my yard is pretty much my agriculture <laughs> how cool is it when you see somebody like like me and and kids that this, this is their opportunity to go right up next to a, a cow. They're going right up next to the pigs. They're learning about where some of this food comes from, this whole ecosystem is. This is where they get that experience because, you know, for the most part, they're living in, in pavement. They're not yeah. living out 
by the fields. Exactly. And that's we have the largest exhibition of animals in one local spot than any other event in northern Wisconsin. No doubt about it. I mean, there's more animals here during the fair than people realize. And it's, it's so much fun. Our junior fair is, is very large, and it consists of your 4-H and your FFA members. Primarily, we have some other youth groups that are involved in that to show chickens and all those. Other. But to watch children go through even, even the poultry barn and to see the different types of chickens and then to have them squawk at you, you know, the kids just get giddy. Or to go into the horse barn and to see that giant draft horse called Chester. You know, I've got grandkids that now every horse is named Chester because they haven't been growing up around it. Every horse they see is Chester now. Well, that's not the truth, but that's how, the imp, that's how it's implanted in them kids when they see that first animal. To go up and pet a llama. What a neat thing. What a different experience. Or to touch a rabbit. Those are such unique elements that will be lasting memories for them kids. And they'll want to want to come back and come back. You know, we take a lot of pride in making sure that we can get our customers as close to animals as possible. And then we tell them, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. You know, you got to keep clean because sometimes we got to make sure that humans don't transfer diseases to animals and animals and humans don't catch diseases that may be involved in animals because we always live in a bubble. And so that experience, that authentic experience that adults, children, and grandparents get when they can go up to see the animals. I always say my most exciting portion of my days during the fair is to see grandpa and grandma and the grandkids go to the barns and see them kids and to watch their eyes light up. Just to watch their eyes light up when they touch them. They, go, they get scared, but then they go, oh, isn't this neat? So it's that experience that they come back with. So agriculture, that stays the same. You don't lose it. We have petting zoos around, but it's nothing like going to the fair and see all the various types of large animals, small animals. And, and to see, you know what's cool? You take the equestrian team, the 4-H equestrian team, and some of them, the activities they do with them horses, they work year-round at that. And because of our very, uh, shall we say, our very talented 4-H uh, equestrian team that we have, they end up becoming the Chai High Equestrian team that's taken number one in the state of Wisconsin for nine years in a row. So all those activities and, and interactions that the youth have with animals, horses, hogs, beef, dairy, those all end up being lifelong skills that they can utilize the rest of their life. So it's like another sport. You know how you like hockey, those hockey fans, they, they're lifelong guys, basketball or baseball, softball, they play until their no, uh, legs, their knees blow out. I've got, I've got eight brothers that can prove that. <laughs> you know, they're always young. So with ag though, that's why I love agriculture. I love being that cheerleader to make sure everybody comes. So you better come to the fair. And you better come and see these animals on our new barns this year because that's going to make an impression on you. Well, we know uh, things that are staying the same with a little bit of uh, renovation, but what are some of those new things that people can expect, some of those changes? So some of the first changes you're going to see when you drive 
up to the fairgrounds is you're going to see some huge new barns on our agricultural end that are going to be housing and showcasing these particular animals. And then you're going to be paying attention to how you're coming into the fair. And the ticket boots have been moved back. You're going to find an archway over the ticket boots that's going to welcome you. And you're going, oh, this is totally new. This is comfortable. This is welcoming. And the goal there is to help keep traffic off the street, help keep people moving, and to transition that. Then as you start driving down the roadways to the parking lots, you're going to see, oh, my God, there's new lights here. There's new lights. So when I go home at night, I can see where my automobile is and my vehicles are. Eventually, you're going to say those barns are going to attract you. So we are just in the completion process of completing four new barns, two cattle barns, a new coliseum, and a new large, what we call our small animal barn. So those barns are basically, you've got Rooney Grain uh, Cattle Barn, you've got Custer Coliseum, and you've got the Ellie Phillips Small Animal Barn. So those barns are going to be housing, and all of the shows are going to be in the Coliseum. So we had a number of shows, whether the sheep show was in a tent or uh, the dairy show was in a tent. It got to be a tented fair over the last few years because barns fell down. They were over 100 years old. And it got to the point of where we had to do something. Uh, the Northern Wisconsin State Fair is not going to be a tented show because we have too many other things to do with barns. They're multi-purpose buildings that we can utilize, not just for the fair, but for sanctioned goat shows and llama shows throughout the summer which is necessary and needed to bring that pedigree up to the next level. Uh, the barns are fabulous. It's going to be a completely new experience, new PA systems um, that are going into the barn. So, uh, like I said, about 50% of this venue is really being transformed right now into what it will retain to be that will be the same eventually for a number of years. Uh, as the executive director of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, it's been my goal, and I've been successful at this, of changing 30% of the fair every year. Whether it bring new exhibitors in at certain times, changing buildings around, changing the carnival with different rides, changing how we run the shows, it always has to be a little different. Changing 10 to 15% of our food vendors to bring in new foods. What are the new foods? What's the new craving of foods? You know, and I've got to you jump, I want to jump yeah. right, right into something. Here's your yeah. price. You, you probably deal with this is that uh, you know, no doubt when you make changes, you get that feedback from people saying, why'd you change that? <laughs> so take us through that process. Because yeah. I'm sure when, when, when you or a staffer are walking, you know, when the fair's actually going on, that's when, yeah. you, when you actually see something going on is when you can have some opinions. And you go and you think, well, I want to change that next year. But it's not as simple as <laughs> snapping a finger and you go, well, because I don't want this, I'm not going to bring it back. So take us a little bit through that process of going – should we consider changing something and let's go ahead and change it? And then how do we make sure that what we put in behind that is going to be as good, if not better, because we got to make this worth it for people that might have some type of a connection to what is being quote unquote taken away. Exactly. We've evolved quite frankly, over the last 
14 years since I've been here into what are we doing? For, let's take free entertainment as a topic in that regards or what that might be. You know, we used to have a lot of stilt walkers and stuff like that. It was really a circus type of scenario. And as we uh, transition to a nonprofit organization and rebuilding, how do we make it fiscally responsible? You had to look at what's making money and what's drawing people and how do we balance that of what do we spend that people realize that value of what we're doing. That's the ticket that you're really asking for, Scott, because in the in the business model of a fair to make it profitable, you know, where is it? Where do you tweak it and how do you make them changes to make it uh, uh, viable so that you can continue to build and add more new things and make it better, etc. So when you look at that free entertainment, when I came home, came here, uh, that budget was very high. And I looked at it, uh, we're not going to have the money. That's, that's a risky thing to have, especially if nobody comes. So that was one of those risky things. So I seeked out our universities and our, uh, uh, and I told them, I says, you know what, why do you want people to go to your university? Why do you want to go to UW-Eau Claire? Why do you want to go to UW-Stout, Menominee? Uh, why do you want to go to UW-River Falls, the major ag area? And uh, I said, I want you to come to the fair every day and I want you to bring your craziest professor that you have and bring somebody in the sciences, you know, bring somebody that's going to take some uh, liquid nitrogen and freeze a banana and make it blow up in the air. Let's do something crazy. Let's let the universities become our attraction for people to come and see. So that was the first transition of trying to move things. We created at Chippewa Vero a CVTC zone where people could go in and learn how to drive a semi-truck, you know, at the fair. Those little things that we tweaked and changed, that helped to build the basis of where we are today so that we can bring in specialty things that not as expensive to do. And now, especially this year, uh, how do we adjust that? Food vendors, there's another good one for you. So food vendors, we... In order to have those food vendors, we have to get a certain percentage of their revenues. They just can't be there because we're providing the adver the advertising, we're providing the venue, the expense of the lights, the personnel, the ticket takers, the car parkers, in order to bring them people to those food vendors. So we look at them and I always tell them, you know, we reserve the right to offer you a, a, another license to come back next year is not guaranteed. If you're a food vendor, you're not guaranteed to come back. And if you're in a prime area and you're not gaining sales as our attendance grows, that means you're not making your money and I'm not making the money for the fair because there's a percentage going back and forth. So I look at that and say, we always reserve the right to bring in new vendors that is unique foods. We brought in uh, seafood the other couple of years back, oh my lord, he ran out of food all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, he had to run to Minneapolis to get food. He couldn't get it. So those new vendors are really unique, but we only have a limited amount of room. So where do you invest in that? We don't want to have too many food vendors that they don't make money, but we want to have just the right mixture that you're not standing in line real long so that you can keep up with it. So it's a transition of what do you bring in? Artistry, acts, 
uh, free stage, we are going to have a really spectacular area this year where some of the elders that have been to the fair remember the old motorcycle in a cage. Mm -hmm. Ah, we're bringing that back this year as a free attraction. It's going to be awesome. It's it's a whole different area where we look at what areas do we have to build next within the venue. Where is it at? <coughs> Excuse me. It was interesting when I came here. Was shortly after they had sold property to the school, which changed the entryway to the fairgrounds. Okay, and what it created what we call a dead zone, where the walk-up is. So how do you draw people to that area? And uh, a lot of people laughed at us, but um, my maintenance guy Joe and I, we decided we're going to move that free stage, which was behind the grandstand that nobody could hear when the main when the bands were warming up. <laughs> you couldn't hear anything because it was so loud. To a different area that was quieter, that you could have local entertainment. You could have the Chai High String Quartet. You could have various uh, shows that people could sit and listen to in more of a quieter setting. That has been very popular and sustainable. <coughs> Excuse me. So those are the things you look at what works and what doesn't work. Sometimes it's a guess. A lot of times, Scott, it is. You have to you have to be able to uh, see what's out there. That's where our involvement with the state association and the national association affairs really comes into play. What's working for other fairs of our size in our region, and then what type of attractions can we have that are maybe at another fair the same week? So I've started a coalition of fairs in our region that are that's like um, 150, 200 miles from the Northern Wisconsin State Fair, from Chippewa Falls, that have similar sized fairs. So when we start looking at entertainment for the main stage, we can say, okay, let's have an artist that's going to be in Chippewa Falls one night. They're going to be in Jefferson County. They're going to be in Northern Iowa. They're going to be in, uh, you know, Minnesota. Similar size fairs that have the same attraction that helps route them at a better price for us and gives us a better value for the customers coming. So, yeah, but we got a few minutes left here. Why don't you take us through some of the acts <coughs> we can, uh, can expect here? Some of the, the headliners. I know you that you guys have been really excited about some of the, the acts you guys have brought in. I think there's been a few times where people have looked and gone. They're 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 playing here. Yep. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh, wow. In, in in a good in a good way. Yeah. Uh, so tell us some of the people you guys have brought in. One of the cool things about the about the fair, you guys are are part food court, you're part uh, theme park, you're you're part farm, and yeah. you're part music festival. Absolutely, absolutely. So our lineup this year is just simply fabulous. Uh, we got Hairball coming back in on Wednesday. That's a bombastic celebration of Arena Rock. It's a show. You're talking pyrotechnics, the whole thing. Speaking of that, I better get my license. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's how I work, you know. Uh, we got uh, Justin Moore, country artist, coming in on Thursday night. Nelly is coming in Friday. And everybody's going, you're bringing Nelly. I, I don't know how many people said, 
Nelly's going to be in Chippewa Falls. Well, you better get your tickets quick. There's not very many left. It's, it's going to get hot up. in here. It's going to get hot in here. You <laughs> bet. And then we got sticks coming in for Saturday night. So I always like to have a rounded type hitting all the demographics. And that we did this year. Uh, I got to throw something out at you. And that is a number of years back when we decided to build that main stage. Uh, I approached the board and I said, either we get into music or we get out of it. One or the other. And if we get into it, this was shortly after the Indianapolis uh, collapse of the stage down there that really sent insurance rates and everything through the roof because what affects one fare affects all fares all the time. Uh, and so it was like either we get in or we get out. And uh, we decided to get in, and so we built a permanent stage, which is very smart for us to do because we don't just use it for the fair. We use it for other things all the time, especially during COVID. That was great. We had the best place in the mm-hmm. world for, you know, for uh, spacing. Uh, but we, we got into that. If we didn't build that, we'd end up having tractor pulls and demo derbies, which is what a lot of the other local fairs have. So it would have been taking away from other smaller communities or other communities. We're small yet, but it would have taken away from other communities. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make sure that all fairs in our region can be successful. And you want to be able to offer something that's a little different yeah. than everybody else. If you, yeah. all, you know, if you put five burger places next to each other, <laughs> they're not all going to survive. Exactly. And that's the same way bringing that up. Our foods, we are very specific that we don't try to duplicate the same foods. Why would you want that? You know, if you want a big, good old uh, hot dog, you know, you're going to go to the, the Lions Club and get that big exterminator. You know, if you want cheese curds, you're going to go here. Everybody wants cheese curds. This is Wisconsin. But, you know, we try to make it diversify so you have choices. Choices, choice, choices. And, you know, we're keeping the price to go to the fair the same. It's $10 to come in, $5 for children, uh, and veterans are free. Veterans are free all week long. So we really honor that thing. So it's not really costly to get to the fair. It's your choices that you have at the fair that can get expensive. And you need to understand, food costs have gone up. Let's face it, we all read the paper. We all bend to the fair. And, and uh, wages have gone up. So those things are really impacting us. So just be prepared. Be prepared. There's a lot of fun here. We got a lot. So we got excellent entertainment. We got the best carnival. We got an awesome agriculture area. And we got more free entertainment than you shake a stick at. And before we go, of course, you've already got, uh, you've already bribed Mother Nature for perfect weather, right? It'll be nothing but 72 with partly sunny skies because you want a little bit of clouds yeah. in the sky and not a drop you of rain. You didn't know I was the weatherman? <laughs> I am. I'm the weatherman. Hey, don't worry. It's going to be clear skies. It's going to be beautiful weather. Hang on. You're going to have a great fair week, July 12th through 16th. Uh, you guys uh, you guys sell fun. I used to always say it when I would yeah. market uh, sports. Fun. We're, se- we're selling fun. You yeah. show me one person who says they don't want to have fun, and I'll show you a liar. I got the best job in the world. I get the great fun, and my staff is more fun than I can even imagine. Well, Rusty, we'll have more editions coming up. Uh, everybody can check out all the uh, shows we've got. Uh, of course, this one uh, leading into the 2023 fair. But, yeah. boy, uh, we'll have other episodes to talk about some of the other great events going on. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Scott. See you later, later at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair Talk.